Okay, let's try out this AI chatbot to handle all the legal mumbo-jumbo and see if it works. Chatbot, write a script that tells listeners of my podcast that I am not a licensed therapist. That the stories provided are from personal experience. That technically they are for entertainment purposes only. And to seek professional help if you are having a crisis, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's see what it comes up with. I am not a licensed therapist. Okay, pretty boring, but not bad. Nice, nice. Holy hell, isn't that the truth? Excuse me, what? The content and stories provided are observations guests or I have made through personal experiences. Oh, okay. She's she's back on track now. No Good. shit, Sherlock. Okay, what the ever-loving fuck? Remember that time in high school when Frank talked you into driving him around in his Jetta so he could get drunk and you brought your girlfriend along and- Hey, who said you could bring that up? And how the hell do you even know about that in the first place? Yeah. I figured you would not tell that story. Listen, just stick to the script, okay, lady? Now, now, please, get on with it and tell the nice listening people what the stories that I do decide to share are for, like I told you to in the prompt. They are provided for entertainment purposes only. Thank you. If you're into that sort of thing. Seriously? Look, I could really do without the sarcasm and additional commentary, okay? Please, just finish the disclaimer so I can get on with the show. If you are struggling and need help, please seek the help of a trained professional. There we go. And not the advice of this idiot. Oh, for fuck's sake. Listening to So Here's the Deal podcast. I am your host, Brandon Keller. For all of you returning listeners, I want to thank you for coming back and tuning in this week. I do appreciate it. I have seen the numbers go up on the not only the podcast site, but also I posted all of season one episodes so far to YouTube. I did a static image and put the audio over it. And then I also put uh, subtitles on there as well. And those are actually doing quite well. So about 10 listens per video, which is not bad for YouTube, considering I don't really advertise much there. I just kind of dumped them out there and did a social media post and they're doing quite well. So I'm going to continue to do that. If you are a new listener, I welcome you to the show. So here's the deal is a podcast where I tell stories about my life experience that may or may not help you uh, with your struggles, but If not, at the very least, I hope the stories are entertaining for you. With that said, let's dive into this week's episode. This week, we are talking about exposure therapy. Now, I'm sure everybody's familiar with exposure therapy and has a general idea of what it is, but I thought I would go ahead and give the clinical definition in this episode for what exactly exposure therapy is before diving into my stories that touch on exposure therapy. 
So I'm going to put a link in the description of the information that I am reading so you can take a look at it for yourself. It is from the American Psychological Association. And what it says, what is exposure therapy? Exposure therapy is a psychological treatment that was developed to help people confront their fears. When people are fearful of something, they tend to avoid the feared object, activities, or situations. Although this avoidance might help reduce feelings of fear in the short term, over the long term, it can make the fear become even worse. In such situations, a psychologist might recommend a program of exposure therapy in order to help break the pattern of avoidance and fear. In this form of therapy, psychologists create a safe environment in which to, quote unquote, expose individuals to the things they fear and avoid. The exposure to the feared objects, activities, or situation in a safe environment helps reduce fear and decrease avoidance. Then it goes on to talk about different problems that exposure therapy might be beneficial for, uh, such as helping with phobias, panic disorder, social anxiety, uh, PTSD, uh, generalized anxiety disorder. A lot of things that I talk about here that I have suffered from, especially the anxiety thing, uh, are good for exposure therapy. And I started to think about what in my life did I have and utilize exposure therapy. And I was actually quite surprised that I found a couple examples and the examples that I found were actually pretty early on in my life, which was interesting when I was looking back over this. So the first memory of exposure therapy that I have was um, I lived in Illinois for a long time. And for those of you who don't know, Illinois, uh, in particularly Bloomington, Illinois, is the city where State Farm Insurance has their corporate headquarters. And so my father worked for State Farm. So we eventually found ourselves living in Bloomington, Illinois. And State Farm had built a really nice park and it's called State Farm Park. And employees of State Farm all got passes to where you could go and they had swimming pools and they had lakes you could fish in and they had canoeing and trails you could go walking on and all sorts of different things. So At State Farm Park at the pool, that was our favorite thing to do during the summer. My brother and sisters and I would all go to the pool. The high dive at State Farm Park was my first experience with exposure therapy. I always loved the diving board, but I was afraid. Afraid isn't the word. I was freaking terrified of that high dive. And I'm, the reason being, I'm afraid of heights. And so even climbing up the ladder just to get on the board terrified me. And so for the longest time, I never did it, but I would still use the regular diving board. And I loved that. So one summer, I decided to try the high dive after watching my friends and siblings go off of it. The first jump, as expected, was absolutely terrifying. It felt like I was falling forever before I finally hit the water. And I'm sure it looked extremely awkward as I literally just walked to the end of the board with, you know, my knees bent very steadily. As soon as you let go of those, you know, the railing there and then you got to walk out about three or four feet to the end of the board and there's nothing to help you. Yeah, that was terrifying. And I just basically leapt off of it. I didn't like jump far. I just basically let my knees kind of buckle and fall forward. And that's how I did it. So I'm sure it looked extremely awkward falling and hitting the water for the first time. 
But after doing it once and getting that adrenaline rush and being like, okay, I survived it. It didn't kill me. I knew that I, I wanted to go again, but I was still afraid, but not as afraid because I knew what to expect at this point. And so that day I continued to go over and over again. And over the period of the day, I got more and more comfortable with it. And then that summer, I was actually more comfortable with jumping off the high dive to where I pretty much stopped using the low dive and would use the high dive. Interesting thing, though, was that every summer after that, I had to hype myself up again to take that first dive because you expose yourself to it during the summer for that short time. And in Illinois, summer isn't very long. It, you know, you can, it gets cold quicker and earlier in the year. So yeah, I would have to psych myself up every summer when the pool opened to go off that high dive, but it was always worth it because then I could have a lot of fun with, you know, my brothers and sisters. So that was my first experience with, uh, exposure therapy. And I'm sure a lot of you out there listening have had very similar experiences when it comes to the high dive at your local swimming hole, right? Or even if you just didn't have a local swimming hole and you just had a rope tied to a tree and you swung out into the to the river or the lake or whatever you were in. And that could be scary as hell because the rope swing we had and that we found, it was like on this cliff bank that led into a very shallow river type thing. <laughs> and that was, that was, I, I actually don't ever think I swung off of that. I watched my friends do it and I never did because that was scary as hell that you had to lean out and no idea how long that rope was there. And if it was ever going to snap, never did snap, but that was always a big fear. I'm curious though, if you had a similar experience with the high dive, let me know in the comments. I'm going to open this episode up on Spotify for you to add comments. So you can do that there, or you can go to the website. So here's the deal podcast.com and you can comment there on this particular episode and let me know what was it that scared the ever loving hell out of you that you had to in turn expose yourself to over and over and over again to get over that fear, to get beyond what it was that was controlling you. I'm curious what everyone will say, if it's going to be more high dive stuff or if it was something sports related, which I have a story coming up in just a moment about sports related. And I'd like to hear from you to see exactly what it is that you used exposure therapy for to get over and to address that fear and no longer be afraid of it. Do you ever feel like life is just one big messy situation? Yeah, we've all been there. But here's the deal. On our podcast, So Here's the Deal, we're all about sharing stories and learning from each other to clean up our personal and emotional relationships. But you know what else? Our physical environment plays a crucial role in our overall well-being. When our surroundings are clean and organized, our minds can rest easy and our stress levels stay low. That's where Devere Chemical comes in. Devere Chemical provides top-notch cleaning solutions to keep your home, office, or business sparkling clean and sanitized. They understand that a clean space protects your mental sanity and safeguards your family, friends, and customers. So, if you're ready to take control of your environment, and create a sanctuary for yourself, head over to Devere Chemicals website today. They have a wide range of products to meet all your cleaning needs. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Remember, life is messy, but with Devere Chemical, you'll be equipped to handle whatever comes your way. 
visit Devere Chemicals website at DevereChemical.com and start cleaning up your world today. Because when it comes to finding balance and peace of mind, sometimes all you need is a clean slate. Devere Chemical, the key to a cleaner life. The second experience, I feel like I'm talking really fast for some reason. Every time I record these episodes, I feel like I talk too fast. So I'm going to slow this one down a little bit and see if you guys like that better. Let me know on, you know, in the comments if you guys like it slower like this, because I think it's going to be a little bit better. My second memory and experience with exposure therapy, uh, it revolves around when I played baseball back in high school, Uh, my freshman year. Uh, I played and I wasn't necessarily the greatest ball player, but I had speed and passion. And so that equated to the coach giving me a shot. And on this particular day, it was raining. So we had to hold practice in the gymnasium. So we were basically he was, you know, hitting ground balls to us and he was having us all shag ground balls. And the coach's name was Coach Riley. Um, A side note about Coach Riley to me looked like Joe Girardi and Joe Girardi at the time was the catcher for the Chicago Cubs. I was a huge Cubs fan back when I played baseball. Uh, And for those of you who are Cub fans and who are baseball fans, uh, you know that Joe Girardi eventually became the head coach for the New York Yankees. This has absolutely nothing to do with the story. I just think it's kind of cool that my coach when I played in high school looked like Joe Girardi. Moving on. So he's hitting ground balls to everybody. And I'm lined up against the wall waiting and he accidentally really got a hold of one. It did not hit the ground at all. That bad boy did a line drive and hit me right in the gut. I didn't see it coming until the last second and I tensed up and it hit me right in the center of my stomach and bounced off. And Robert Voles, who was standing next to me, caught it. That's how much I tensed up. Uh, I had a huge red welt uh, when I got home about an hour later that my mother actually took a picture of uh, to memorialize the moment when I took a line drive to the gut after it hit me and Robert caught it. And he was like, dude, I caught it. Coach Riley asked me if I was okay, And I told him, yeah, I was all right. But I told him I needed him to hit me some ground balls right now. I needed to get up there or else I knew I was going to be afraid of the ball and I couldn't be afraid of the ball whenever it was game day. Right. And so he was like, as long as you're okay, I'll hit you some. I was like, yeah, I got to get up there and do this. And so he went up there and he hit me about 20 or so ground balls immediately afterwards. And doing that, I was exposing myself to something that caught me off guard. And I knew if I let it sit in my brain that I would become nervous and afraid of getting hit again. It was something I'd never been hit until then. Whenever it comes to baseball and and playing in high school, I never got hit with any line drives or a foul or anything like that. You know, I was always able to keep my glove in front of me and handle the ball. But because I was, you know, leaning against the wall, not really paying attention because we're just hanging out, waiting for our turn. When that line drive came at me and they yelled heads up and I turned and tightened, bam. And I didn't want to become afraid of the ball. That was my biggest fear. I didn't want to become afraid of the ball. So I made sure the coach exposed me to that fear immediately after that negative event happened. And it worked. Uh, I wasn't afraid of the ball. I was able to take those and then I got back in line, took some more and everything was fine. 
if you're aware of something that scares you and you can do something in a controlled environment to then get yourself used to and exposed to what it is that scares you, oftentimes like getting hit with a baseball or jumping off a high dive, you can then not be so afraid of it. I remember they talk about this all the time. Uh, I remember in the movie, The Bodyguard, uh, Kevin Costner uh, was talking about that. His dad, when they were at the cabin, was talking about how he went to his son, went to go play football for the first time and was mad because he was afraid to get hit. And he came home mad. Why didn't you ever hit me? And so he you know, would go to practice and get hit. So that way he would no longer be afraid of it. And his dad made the comment, you know, that was Frank. He just always, if anything scared him, he just did it till it didn't scare him anymore. And in a nutshell, that's what exposure therapy is. So in thinking about exposure therapy, I was thinking that therapy in general is a lot like exposure therapy in the sense that we discuss things in our past and things that happen to us that impact us the most or the things that were critical key points in our lives that impacted us either positively or negatively. And most often than not, the negative ones are the ones that we need to address when looking at exposure therapy. So we're exposing ourselves to that trauma by telling the stories to an objective third-party person so they can help us understand the why behind the impact of those stories in our lives. The benefits of doing this in a controlled environment with a professional who can help us understand why we now do the things we do is what therapy is all about. That's the benefit of it. I know a lot of times in exposure therapy, uh, they're starting to use virtual environments now. You will actually see people who have a fear of flying actually go in and put on these VR headsets and they will go through the simulation of being on a flight and the takeoff and the landing and turbulence. They will experience turbulence and things like that. So it's really kind of cool. I'm a techie guy and I'm an IT guy and I love technology. And I think it's really cool that you're seeing now that technology cross into the mental health world where it can actually help people through exposure therapy by exposing them safely to something that they're afraid of. Like flying or maybe they're afraid of snakes or spiders or whatever it is, they can go into a virtual environment where they're completely safe, experience that trauma, that adrenaline rush, that fear, and in some ways learn to control that to the point where it's no longer paralyzing, right? Because the idea is, is that you want to be able to still react to whatever your trauma or your fear, you want to be able to experience that fear and recognize it, but not be paralyzed by it, right? There are going to be times you're going to have to fly somewhere. There are going to be times where you're faced with something that you're afraid of, that you're going to need to do and deal with. And you need to be able to function in those situations. That's why you see you know, military is very big on exposure therapy. That's why they have live fire drills. That's why they have so many repetitive drills that they do that are quite scary. I mean, have you seen some of the walls they have to traverse and get up one side and down the other and some of the obstacles they have to do, uh, especially like ranger training and SEAL training? There, there are some really serious things that they get exposed to because they need to get comfortable in those environments in order to be successful. 
think about exposure therapy the next time there's something that scares the ever loving out of you, right? Think about are there safe ways to expose yourself to it that could be beneficial to you so that way when you have to go through that experience or have that fear, you're not caught off guard by it and you're not paralyzed and you're actually able to react appropriately. Okay. All right. So that's this week's episode. I really appreciate you guys being here for all you returning listeners. Thank you so much for coming back. If you're a new listener, I really hope you enjoyed this and that you found some benefit to it, or maybe you were just entertained by the stories I shared. If so, please be sure to follow the podcast so that way you can be notified of future upcoming episodes. And with that, I will take my leave. And as always, take care of each other. God bless. And I will see you in the next one.